Buenas noches amigos, esto es WRPX, el podcast de la lucha revolucionaria. Yo soy Antonio Garza y hoy vamos a hablar de Triple A. That's right, today we're going to cover Triple A's Triple Mania 28, their biggest event of the year. This was a hell of a show in many, many senses. And I didn't add it to the main uh, podcast of the week because it is a, a, a large show. There's a lot to talk about. And the weekend was already really, really packed. So I didn't want to just like push it all in together and have a three hour podcast. And so I decided to just cut this part and make a mini episode for AAA. Um, because realistically, this show, whew, there's, there's a lot to talk about. And I think... Wait, let's start. Let's start from there. Uh, this was a total triple A show in every sense of the word, and what that means is that, like, whether you've seen triple A before, you'll recognize what I'm trying to say, or whether this may be uh, your first introduction to triple A. Triple A is chaos, and As the saying goes, chaos is a ladder, and AAA, they go all the way. Uh, there is chaos. There is contrast between very, very good stuff and very, very bad stuff. There's a lot of blood, a lot of uh, weapons. There's people all over the place. Like sometimes, like you're seeing the commentary team, and there's people walking around, and you're hearing voices, and you're hearing noises, and like nothing sometimes makes sense and some things are like sometimes things kind of make sense but not always it's just pure utter chaos so having said that i i i i follow triple a i actually follow it more than cmll nowadays um I've seen several of their shows. I saw the tournament like really early in the pandemic. I saw a couple of the auto shows, uh, the like driving cinema ones. I like I can't say that I follow every single show, but I've like AAA is one of those promotions that I've always kept tabs on. Uh, they tend to have a lot of superstars. Like in a way, I always saw AAA as the WWE of Mexico in the sense that they are about the the pageantry, the big lights, the spectacle. And so I it is kind of weird because this year specifically, I was particularly more selective with the show that I watched uh, throughout the pandemic. Um, Because there are a lot of things going on right about now. Uh, wrestling is really accessible. And there's only so much time that you can watch. So I start to get more product, uh, selective. And maybe, maybe that is the reason why I came into this show after watching New Japan and after watching... Um, but I saw Impact. I saw like Noah, like during the week, and I tried to, to see like uh, the, the Super Jacob. 
all these things and then you come into AAA and it's like someone slaps you in the face with a pizza and the pizza has like anchovies, pineapple and uh, meatballs. It has everything and chocolate, you know, and oh boy, like it's, it's <laughs> sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to, to take it in. And, and so like, I, I like AAA, but I'm just going to go straight out and say it. I think this may have been the worst show that I saw this year. And that is not something that I said about previous AAA, uh, triple manias. And realistically, it wasn't that different from previous triple manias. Uh, but this year it just felt differently and oh boy, like, oh boy. <laughs> so let's, let's go from the top to the bottom. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, because the final matches are definitely going to be some of the ones that are going to like make me rant the most, but let's start from the, the top. The show started and this is where like fucking triple A starts every single big show. They have, they parade around the ashes of Antonio Peña and now, um, Roldan and I've always found this to be completely uncomfortable and awkward. Like, I don't want to see dead people, like literally dead people in my shows. I don't know why. And then it's always like, like Marisela Peña, uh, bless her heart, but she looks like a billing of a telenovela. Uh, she, she has like, I don't know, like, I always get the, the, the bad like vibes from Marisela Peña and this may be like completely heartfelt, but I always think this little thing they do to parade around the ashes is completely bullshit. And they are just like trying to get people's, uh, sympathy. And I don't know, I just get like super bad vibes about this. But anyway, that, this is something that happens every year in every show. So I am pretty accustomed to seeing it. But I don't know, like if I was a new fan that just heard that Triple Mania is trending and I tune in, I'm like, the fuck is happening here? <laughs> so we had the first match. This was uh, the Nuevo Poder del Norte, Mocho Cota Jr., Carta Brava Jr. Y Tito Santana, not the Tito Santana, but Tito Santana <laughs> versus... It was originally going to be Nino Hamburguesa, but he was injured. Oh, he's not injured. I, I think he got like surgery. So he was replaced by Dinastia, Maximo, and Mr. Iwana. So right off the bat, I don't like the Poder del Norte. They're a good team, but I just don't really give many fucks for them. Um, I don't see a lot of charisma as heels. They're like really kind of like generic heels. Um, and... Mr. Iwana on the other side, I didn't really know much about him, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, fuck this guy. Like he just, he just rubbed me the wrong way. Even without having seen him before, he just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Uh, so I, <laughs> I just wasn't into anything he did. Uh, he, he kind of reminded me of RD Evans, but without the talent of RD Evans. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, but I do love Maximo. And I do love Dinastia, who is, he's a mini, but like, he's like one of the 
I guess like bigger minis because in this match he, he didn't really seem that small uh, I guess at least next to Mr. Iwana who's just like a complete skinny wimp and Maximo who's not exactly like the tallest guy in the world but this match was just like spot 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 spots and a lot of weapon use like Bladeland like Bladeland using weapons in front of the referees which I know it shouldn't bother me because in AAA there's really no rules against weapons sometimes uh, like people just use them in front of referees and the referees never give a fuck and it's not like the referee here was uh, Hijo El Tirantes who's a heel ref like this I don't even know who this was but like zero fucks given by the referees so there was just like a bunch of like uh, blatant use of weapons which uh Look, like, we see that, like, for instance, in New Japan a lot, or other companies. I only ask that they try, even if the referees look like idiots, try to, to like, distract or push the referee or something. Or at least, like, threaten the referee that you're going to kick his ass to. But, like, this is just, like, the referee and he's, like, perfectly okay of weapon use. And that, that I find kind of annoying, even if the promotion uses it, um... Uh, like overall um and that was it it was just spot 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 uh i think mr iwana got injured at the end and he was like he was carried out but like instead of like putting in the 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 board in the ring like some dude just carried him like a baby and then like pretty much threw him outside the ring so someone else could carry him like I don't know why he got injured or what was going on with him. Uh, but let's hope it wasn't like the neck because, man, you're, you're going to be fucked up if people are carrying you like that. Um, next up, we had... So next up, we had uh, some dude called Charro Gonzalez like, doing a dance number. I, I was like, okay, uh, sure. I don't know where this is going. Uh, the dance was okay. Uh, I, I don't know, nothing special. Uh, it kind of led into the Hall of Fame induction for La Parca, who passed away um, not long ago, actually. Uh, it was really, really sad. And and this I, I liked. Um, Marisela Peña cut a promo, which, I don't know, like her voice is just sounds evil. Then Dorian uh, Roldan cut a, like, said like a really nice speech. Uh, and then they played like a one minute video of people like having the Parker mat, the mask. In my opinion, you could have cut the dance and given and give us like a really, really well produced long video about La Parca because La Parca has like the importance of La Parca in Mexico or Mexico is like huge. I think there is enough footage of him, his wrestling his history and people like the relevance he has in Mexico and the people uh, he affected that you could have had like an awesome three minute video, but instead they had Charro Gonzalez dancing. So um, nice induction. It could have been better, uh, but that's about it. They, they had a, his son there. So, so I don't know. I, I hadn't actually seen his son before. Um, I think he has like, he goes by La Momia Jr., I think. Uh, I, I may have gotten that name wrong. 
but uh he looks to have good size i'm i'm i am interested to see triple a bring him in and, and see what he has mm. next up we had the los campeonatos mundiales en pareja triple a triple a this was los lucha brothers versus los jinetes del aire being uh mrs jr and octagon jr and Los Mercenarios being Tejano Jr. and Rey Escorpion. Um, so right off the bat, this was also like spot, 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 spot. You have, so Hinetes del Aire and Phoenix are high flyers, like in every sense of the word. Pentagon is not as I wouldn't say he's like 100% base, but he is kind of like in the middle. And then you have Tejano Jr. and Rey Scorpion, who are brawlers, but they're also like uh, bases and really good bases, Rey Scorpion especially. Um, uh, but aside from that, I am not super hyped about Los Mercenarios. Tejano is someone who, I don't know, I just like, I don't particularly like Rey Scorpion. And Tejano is that one guy that I've never like fully been into. Like, even when he was in Lucha Underground, I was just never fully into Tejano. I love his look, but I don't know. There's just something about Tejano that I've never been able to get. And and the other four are fantastic. So this match has some really awesome stuff, especially like when Phoenix and the Jinetes were, like, mixing it up. And every now and then, you know, Rey Scorpion would do shit. And I was like, eh, eh. Um... Uh, uh, the, the story here also is that Pentagon is hurt. I think his leg is hurt. Uh, I don't know where he got injured because in last uh, AW Dynamite, he also was taken out of the match because he was already hurt. So I don't know at what point uh, he got hurt. But in this match, we saw Rey Scorpion use a bat also in front of the referee with no repercussions uh, on Pentagon's leg. And he got taken out. And eventually he came back and hit the spike fear factor with Phoenix on Mistesis for the win to retain the titles because they are the champions. Uh, after the match, we saw Taurus come out because he's part of Los Mercenarios. So he kind of like aided him to attack the, the other four. Well, ma mainly Hinetes. And then Hijo del Vikingo hit make his return from, I mean, Injury, I guess, at this point. I don't know what, what he's he was doing. Um, but he made the save. And so we had, like, a really cool stuff uh, with him and Taurus. Viking was amazing. He is, like, he is the one guy that I would go out of my way to see when it comes to AAA. But aside from that, like I said, it was a good match. This was a, a pretty good match if you are into just, like, spot, spot, spots, uh, high-flying stuff. This, I think, would have caught the attention of a lot of people, um, especially like because of the Lucha Brothers are here. So I, I think a lot of people would have tuned in to see this one. Next up, we had La Copa Triple Mania Femenil. Um, Lady Maravilla defeated... Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. Lady Shani defeated Lady Maravilla, La Hiedra, Fabia Pache, Mamba, Ades, Chica Tormenta, and Pimpinela Escarlata. And, and so like... To start off, uh, this match would, I don't know if it was always planned, but Taya Valkyrie is the current AAA Reina de Reinas uh, champion. 
and she wasn't able to come to the show. I don't know if it's a booking issue because she is she was working probably impact. I don't know if this is a reason that she doesn't want to travel to Mexico at this point of the pandemic. Either way, uh, she wasn't like there wasn't no Reina's Reina de Reina's uh, title match in the show, but we had the Copa Triple Mania Feminil. And it's usually the case that the Copa Triple Mania is a men's match. And now it was uh, for the women. So I was it was pretty awesome to do that. But at the same time, it was the excuse to get all the women in the show. And, and that was it. Uh, so some thoughts about the match. I mean, to start off, also, <laughs> I I noticed that El Hijo El Tirantes, who is the referee, got a bigger introduction than the two opening wrestlers, which was Chani and Maravilla. And I was like, for fuck's sake. Like, I know Tirantes is legendary in Mexico, but at least don't make his introduction bigger than the wrestlers. Like, people are supposed to be here to watch the wrestlers, not the referees. But anyway, um, this... This I found really fun, but like it was a terrible match. Uh, a lot of the wrestlers are not particularly good, but I, I kind of found it fun because like AAA is chaos and this match was chaotic. Uh, like the previous matches were also like incredibly chaotic, but this I found to be chaotic and fun. and And so you have like... You, you you have like someone like Fabia Pache, uh, who can carry some of the women. You have Ades, who is uh not been coming like really promising, uh women woman uh who does like a lot of like high spots, it's really really promising. Uh, but that was about it. Everyone got eliminated. Um. Pimpinela Escarlata and, and Mamba are always like really nice surprises. I I, I actually really, really like Mamba. Uh, she may be, I mean, Cassandro aside and, and maybe Maximo aside, like Mamba may be one of my favorite exoticos, uh, at least in, in AAA for sure. And so it was just, I mean, nice to, nice to see them also involved in this match. Mm, but that was it, you know, like just chaos 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 uh like there were serial stories told it was just like fun chaotic wrestling and and at the end we had uh lady shani and lady maravilla uh go at it for the for the ending for like for the for the win because this match is like this is more closer to impact uh gauntlet rules in the sense that they come out in like rumble style, but at the end, the final two have to go into a match where pins and submissions are the way to win. And so we have like, um, at the end, Lady Shani beat Lady Maravilla with like a really cool submission. Um, something that I, <laughs> uh, in this match, and I mean, just level stupidity, maybe, maybe like healness, but. There was a point towards the end where the women started doing pins and like commentary telling us that pins are not legal, 
but then you have the referee start counting the pin and then he doesn't count it at the uh, again and it's just for fuck's sake like are their pins legal or not and either like get the referee the wrestlers and commentary in the same page it's not that fucking hard uh, because it's, it's not like it was just like one accidental uh, pin. It was like three or four and one of them was counted. And I was like, for fuck's sake, like get on the same page. But after the match, uh, we saw Yedra attack Chani and then Fabio made the save and Lady Flammer came out and debuted and joined the Rudas. And then others came out and she got her ass kicked and... Like half of the match was pretty much back in the ring, <laughs> so because it was like, I mean, only I, I think only like, mm, I don't know, like Pimpinela and Chica Tormenta and Mamba and and that was it. I think that they didn't come out, but like yeah, like it was just like everyone just came out. Next up, we had the first musical performance of the night and i say first because there were so many musical performances this is asesino versus lobo estapario with dj aztec 732 and this originally i thought it was amazing awesome because you had two rappers and the rapping like against each other but one like asesino took on the side of psycho circus and Lois Tapadio took on the side of Blue Demon Jr. and La Familia, who were going to have the next match coming up. And so they're, they're pretty much like rapping about these teams and how they're going to win over each other. And so I, I thought this was super, super awesome. It was like a really, really cool touch. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this uh, anywhere in the world where you have two rappers representing the wrestlers before they wrestle. So it was really cool. Eventually, Psycho Clown came out and fucked it all up because he was trying to pretend to be cool and, and he's not. And but like other than that, I thought this was really cool. Uh, so that led to Psycho Circus uh, reuniting to wrestle Blue Demon Jr., L.A. Park and El Hijo de L.A. Park. Uh, I this match, I, I wasn't a big fan. I am not the biggest fan of Psycho Circus. Uh, and at this point of, of his career, I am not the biggest fan of Blue Demon Jr. either. I am a big fan of L.A. Park and his son, so that was fun. But, um, so, I mean, to begin with, I don't know if people have heard the new Psycho Circus entrance theme. Uh, it's, it's like a disease in my ears. Like, imagine, like, uh, like Mexican banda music. But they're playing a circus theme for like a kid's party. It's 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 terrible. It's like the worst thing. Like I I would rather listen to the Age of the Falls entrance theme on repeat than listen to this song. I hated this thing. And also, um, Monster Clown lost his mask against Aerostar not long ago. But he wrestled most of the match with the mask here. So, I mean, where the fuck is the commission? Come on, get your shit together. Um, and again, this was just yet another chaotic match with a bunch of weapons used uh, in front of the referee, of course. And no one gives a fuck. And so, so at this point, I was like, yeah, all matches are just going to have weapons because that's kind of like what Triple H does. And the story of the match was that Blue Demon Jr. and L.A. Park uh, 
have been having issues uh, before the match and so they had issues in the match and that kind of just led to then having a small like enough dissension so that psycho circus took out Arijo de la park uh psycho clown got the win with a spanish fly top rope and that was it i there there's one specific spot in this match that you may have heard already about where murder clown when i think it was a topical yeah it was a topical hero but like a really fat and slow one and he just kind of rolled over the ropes and he dropped himself oh he was gonna drop himself on his head on the concrete but la park was there to pretty much save his his neck and his uh back and probably his life uh because he he kind of managed to like twist him unfortunately he did fall on la park's leg so his stupidity cost him la park's leg i i hope la park is not like really really injured but he was definitely like hurting and at the end of the match uh you have like the most weird thing because you have like la park and blue demon started brawling outside the ring but like they're brawling to this shitty campy like circus theme of psycho circus and it's like it's like fighting to the benny hill song like how the fuck like am i going to take seriously seeing park and demon brawl when this song is playing um and so like at that point i was just like I was already like face palming, laughing my ass off because I, I cannot take this seriously. Uh, next up, we have um, another musical performance by Molotov, a band from my childhood that used to be really cool because it used to like sing protest songs about Mexican corruption and capitalism. And now they're just like sold out old men. Uh, they had to sing songs from back then because they have nothing good in the last uh, maybe 15 years. And so to me, this is just like a, like a waste of time. Like, let's get on into the next match. Let's like, if instead of showing musical performances, show me fucking video packages about your matches and your wrestlers. Explain to all the people that are coming in to watch this show. What the fuck are we watching? Because that is something a lot of like a lot of these matches. Unless you follow AAA, you have no idea uh, why these matches are booked. And and a lot of them, even I think if you follow Triple Eight, you you probably figure that they are just random pairings uh, with no or little story behind them. So to me, like Molotov performances at this was just like a waste of time. And and also like, why have musical performances when you have no public? Like they're usually there, like they are there to entertain the people live. Because the people on TV can watch video packages, backstage interviews. I mean, we can watch commercials, you know. <laughs> it's like like New Japan, they make you wait for like 15 minutes when they clean the ropes. But at least they're showing you uh, commercials for all their merch and all their upcoming shows. i rather watch that. Like, AAA, tell me when your next show is and why I should be like, like why I should watch it. Show me what merch you have, so I maybe I'll go and buy it. But no, they they give me this like shitty ass '90s band. Ugh, fuck's sake. Uh, next up, and oh my god, so we we're up to the last three matches of the show, and 
this is where things just like started to fall for me. Like we were already like hanging from a rope in, in like out in nowhere. And then this match came. And this is the Marvel Comics Cross Triple A match. And so before we go into the match, the story here is Marvel Comics and AAA kind of made a pact. They want to do a business together where AAA is going to pretty much create wrestlers based on Marvel Comics characters and try to like start a storyline with them. I don't know like what are the levels of involvement by Marvel. I have to imagine like 5% because oh boy this was horrible <laughs> this is just like oh I'm getting chills just having to think about this again so I like complete like everything aside I, I hate Marvel Comics but like let's complete put that thing aside my bias for, for Marvel Comics but the actual men underneath the masks are okay. Actually, let's not even jump into that. Let me tell the matches. Benenoide, aka Venom, uh, Terror Purpura, aka Thanos. Uh, Terror Purpura translates to the Purple Horror. <laughs> Arachno, aka Spider Man. Um, and Legenda Americana, a.k.a. Captain America. So you have Venom and Thanos versus Spider-Man and Captain America. And so right from here, if you're a Marvel fan, you're probably asking, why the fuck would Thanos team up with Venom? What? But, okay, <laughs> let's put that aside. The, the men under the masks, uh, we have Brian Cage as Thanos. And in my opinion, he was the best looking wrestler of the four. He he didn't look like a cheap party costume of Thanos. He actually had like a custom made mask that looked amazing. He reminded me a lot of Mean Muertes. And he just looked amazing. Venom was Taurus. Um, and he just looked like terrible his mask looked like a, a bad version of alebrijes match with the big smile he came out with like ragged clothing like if he was uh like going through some hard times and he just looked like shit <laughs> versus spider-man who was leo rush and leo rush i think is the perfect guy to play spider-man and he kind of went for the Miles Morales look with the hoodie. My issue was that the, the suit itself, like the whole thing, it looked like, um, like he was just um, wearing his pajamas. <laughs> so actually, like more than Miles Morales, there is the, the first uh, costume that Spider-Man used before he got his classic uh, costume. 
and that one is literally just like his like hoodie and sweatpants uh like like pretty much put together so like like for instance go watch um what was it it was the first the first uh, sam raimi movie where uh toby Maguire is coming out with his with his costume and it looked worse than that yes the the, the costume that he uses for uh, to wrestle Macho Man, and in my opinion, it looks worse than that. Again, he was going for the Miles Morales look, but it just, in my opinion, looked uh, pretty bad. It just looked like sweatpants and a hoodie. But I do agree, Leo Rush played the character perfectly. Uh, I really, really liked uh, his mannerisms and everything. And finally, Captain America, they used Daga, who. Nothing against Daga, but he is the last guy who I think about when I have to think of a tall, blonde uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, so, like, not the best casting, and the costume also looked like shit. He he came out with like blue pants and a leather jacket that he took took away took off, and his mask was just like your generic. Captain America mask. He also just looked like one of those like indie level luchadors that copy whatever's trending um, in the real world. And it, he just looked like shit. <laughs> and so like, it, like we haven't even talked about the match, but like right from the bat, everyone looks like shit. Uh, except Thanos. I, I really, really like the Thanos look. And 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 so like going into the match, the match was nothing special. Um, I think I think if you have promoted Cage and Taurus versus Leo Rush and Daga, I would have been way more entertained and way more um, looking forward to this match. But as how it was, like it was bad. Like I don't know. Like there's stupid stuff like seeing. Thanos low blow sp like Spider-Man like those those things just look bad <laughs> uh, so I don't know like there's all these little things that just like don't really connect and and then to tap it off you had Hugo Sarivinovich that like they you can tell that the commentary doesn't know shit about the Marvel stories and they're trying to pretend that they know uh, so like Ugo Savinovich for the whole time he kept talking about Spider-Man's father and how like I think Thanos killed Spider-Man's father but he also trained Benenoide and like what the fuck are you talking about Savinovich and and so it, it really exposed that there is like no there was no work put into really like figuring out what the fuck this is going to be. And so like that whole thing was just like a shit show to me. Like it, it just like from a major promotion, this looked like shit. Uh, it was like really insulting as a comic book fan and as a wrestling fan that you're trying to make me pretend that this shit is real. Um, uh, all of that was really, really annoying. 
the match itself, we saw like Rush be the babyface in peril, and Cage won with a drill claw on Rush. And and uh, so uh, I guess another thing, I have to imagine that AAA and Marvel are doing this for kids because, I mean, what respectable adult would think this is legit? But if this is for kids, why the fucks did the villains win? <laughs> you know, that, that's that, that's like the mind fuck of, of this thing. Like, oh, I don't I don't fucking get it. Like, this was just like a disease. This was crap. This was like, okay, at this point of the show, this thing was the worst thing that I've seen in my life. I gave this match uh, a one out of ten, which I guess would translate to less than half a star like a quarter of a star I gave this match because I fought not because the wrestling was necessarily bad. The, the wrestling was actually pr pretty irrelevant, but the whole package of this match was just the worst thing. Like, oh man. And then like to make things worse at the end of the match, like the lights go out and then quote unquote, Miss Marvel is there. And, and she says that this isn't over. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, why? <laughs> Oh my God, I fucking hated this match. And it's not the worst thing of the show. Next up, we had a Mega Campeonato AAA, Kenny Omega, the champion with Michael, Michael Nakazawa versus Laredo Kid, the challenger with El Hijo del Vikingo. And Kenny Omega uh, retained the title in about 20 minutes, this was easily the best thing of the show. This match told a story. They had great wrestling, great drama. Bikingo and Nakazawa's interference came at the right time with a purpose. And then they let Omega and Laredo Kid wrestle. At the end, Omega won with a second rope, one-winged angel, which was pretty awesome. And... In my opinion, this match made Laredo Kid look like the biggest star of the whole show. Like maybe not Omega, but he looked like a legit main eventer. He looked fantastic, not only because he had like an amazing match, but he also he's challenging for a title in a singles match. And there were not many singles matches in the show, <laughs> uh, just two. And he just looked fantastic. He came out and he had like an amazing uh, entrance gear, like the pageantry was there. Uh, to me, Laredo Kid looked like a million bucks in, in this match. I I really, really liked him, how he looks. Like, he's not my favorite mask, <laughs> but I really, really liked his look uh, for this show. And yeah, like, to me, this did a lot for Laredo Kid. This did a lot for Ikol Vikingo, who's, like, mixing it up with Kenny. And he will have, like, it, I think it's already announced that Omega and Ikol Vikingo are going to be wrestling soon. And so... I, I really, really like this. Uh, I gave it about four stars um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't like exactly amazing, but uh, it was really, really good. I I think the only thing that I, I think AAA and AEW failed here is that they didn't really uh, Use the whole idea that Kenny Omega is the AW champion and a current belt collector kind of thing. 
to make this thing bigger. Uh, they like commentary never sold me anything when it comes to Omega or Little Kid in those type of sense. So to me, this was just like a one-on-one -on -one match, like you would see in any other card. Um, I think in that sense, like storyline-wise, it did kind of failed, but nonetheless, uh, fantastic match, fantastic wrestling, uh, best thing of the night. And next up, we so we had a second Asesino versus Lois Tapatio like confrontation, and at this point. I already saw it once, and at this point, this is just more musical waste of time. If this is your main event of the biggest show of the year, I don't want two fucking rappers saying nice things about you. I want you to explain to me why this is a big deal and like rapping's not gonna do it. Uh, so to me, this was just more waste of time. A lot of musical waste of time in this show. But we have the main event. Hair versus hair. Lucha de apuestas. Pagano versus Chessman. This is the first time that I remember <laughs> in the last maybe 10 years or so that I've been reviewing wrestling that I've ever given a negative rating. This match to me was a minus five stars. This is the worst thing that I've seen this year. And arguably one of the worst things that I've seen in wrestling. I Capital F fucking hated this match. <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm already like laughing my ass off at the Marvel match because I was literally just laughing my ass off. But coming into this match, I was like, fuck this. This is the worst match that I've seen. And I understand Weapons are not my cup of tea. Weapons, especially during the pandemic, I've said it many, many times, they don't work without a public to pop for your weapon shots or your spots. It actually just comes off as spot, spot, spot. Sometimes they, the spots take forever because you, because you have to place the, the, the letters and the tables. I hated this match. So let's start from the top. The contenders. On one side, Aokona, you have Pagano. I am from Ciudad Juarez, the same city that Pagano like so proudly represents. I have no idea why people like Pagano, and I have no idea why Triple Eight likes Pagano. He is a garbage wrestler. He is a backyarder wrestler. He has Joker face paint and not even the latest Joker. He's like Joker from many, many years ago. Like he is garbage. <laughs> he, he's not a good wrestler. The, the, the only thing he has is a lot of uh, tolerance for pain. So he is just like, like, that's it. He can just take bumps and not even good bumps. Like 
Oh. <laughs> and the other side, in uh, Akakona, you have Chessman. This motherfucker debuted in 1996. I was a young boy going through puberty when this fucker was already debuting. And he is a 45-year-old motherfucker, fat fucker, uh, main eventing your biggest show of the year. And so, like, I've complained about Keiji Muto challenging Go Chosaki, and I've complained about, you know, Stings and Undertakers and Jericho's and Goldberg's and and Shawn Michaels and all those old fuckers, like, and Tommy Dreamers and all those motherfuckers. And I have to complain about Chessman because to me, he's just also a uh, old dude with a shitty uh, gimmick that he copied 20 years ago. I, I, I've never liked Chessman. He's always, to me, just being that one brawler who copied Kane's gear. And that is as far as Chessman has always been to me. And now I have, like, the two fuckers that I I don't like at all uh, to begin with going in a hair, hair versus hair match in the main event of the show. And it, this was just 20 minutes of garbage wrestling. This was... A backyard match without like inside a big arena uh and like i understand triple a crowds love blood they are bloodthirsty crowd they are as bloodthirsty as a ccw or an ecw crowd was once i understand that but there is no fucking crowd right now uh in the stands and Let's be realistic. From the crowd that would have gone to the show, how many do you think actually saw the show online? I don't think many because the, the, there's a cultural difference there between the people who want to go see Blood live and the people who will sit down in their computers or their televisions to watch it here. Uh, so, I don't know. To me, this was just like completely off. But then again, AAA has always had the unnecessarily bloody match in the main event of their shows. They've they've kind of like in like taught a lot of people that lucha de apuestas have to be bloody, and I I am completely I I hate that idea because to me uh, a lucha de apuestas is not about who bleeds the most it's about who's the best and like i can see a lot of really really like violent and heated matches in other promotions go for like their mask and their hair they don't necessarily have to be garbage wrestling that this was like this is just uh like no story this is just like a sequence of spots of men like throwing themselves into tables, chairs, ladders, and whatever. And like, they're just like, they're not even like properly executed bumps. Like they are super unsafe. Like that that's, that's, that's Pagano's thing. He just like is completely unsafe and he throws himself into, into things. And I'm, I'm surprised he still can walk. And, and Chessman here too, like he was just throwing himself completely unsafe into everything. And so like the, the way I see it is that if you want to have a quote unquote death match, then have the fucking guts to have a death match. 
you know, bring out the tools and go all out. Don't be like wimpy, just like throwing yourself into things. That is not exciting. And it's actually just really, really uncomfortable to see someone like do a topis we see that into a bunch of shares. It's it's not fun. It's not anything good other than just seeing like a car crash. Like this is like a light version of watching, you know, faces of death because you're not really seeing a story. You're not seeing anything. You're just seeing guys take bumps for the sake of taking bumps. Uh, there was a spot that I, I hated where Pagano did a moonsault with a ladder, but the ladder was all broken because it, like obviously Pagano threw himself into the ladder. And so like the, the, the ladder is all broken. It's full of unsafe, like pointy edges and nothing, nothing is stopping Pagano to walk a couple of meters and grab the perfectly well ladder that's right there that you could use for a moonsault and not endanger yourself and chessmen. But no, Pagano uses the chair, the, the ladder that's like, that could totally stab someone. So, oh, fuck this guy. Completely unsafe. Completely. And so, yeah, like, this is just drama-less nonsense. Uh... Sabinovich on commentary, he's like, like, I don't know, like wetting himself because of the violence and, and saying like, this is oh Mexican culture. Like, fuck you, Sabinovich. This is not Mexican culture, dude. Like mask versus mask for honor. That is Mexican lucha culture, not fucking blood and guts. Uh, and, and at the end of the match, <laughs> to make things even worse, for no reason whatsoever, Savinovich gets a, a guitar shot by Chessman and he starts bleeding. And I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? It has nothing to do with anything. This is just like, a, it's kind of like Russo. Vince Russo booked this and he's just doing a controversy because controversy sells, you know? That's what's, that's what's like a lot of these things happening. And at the end of the match, they just fall into a truck and, and that's it. Completely uneventful uh, and just terrible. This is like the worst thing that I've seen. And and like when I got to the Marvel match, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I can't remember the last time I gave like such a low rating. And then this shit happened. I fucking ugh, hated this match. And like before I even forget, there's a point where like uh the rest of the mercenarios come out and they start attacking like they all like three motherfuckers dudes they gang up on lady shani who was uh, uh pagano second three dudes ganging up on a woman like for no reason and then the woman never like shani never came back never got revenge she just got beat up by three dudes fuck this match oh Okay, I need to breathe. The post-match, because we're not done. They drag Chessman's dead body to the ring so he could get shaved because this is a hair versus hair match. He couldn't... Okay, so you have two, like, either two options. If he cannot stand on his own to get his hair shaved... It seems wrong 
the way they brought him into the ring. If he can stand and he's just selling, then sit on a fucking chair and don't make this thing weird. Because he's down he's down on the floor, his daughter is cutting his hair and she's having like the worst time because it's all like full of blood and sweat and th the hair's not coming off. And like this fucker's just laying on the floor. Ah, uh, like just 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 sit on the chair. If you're fucked up and you can't sit on a chair, that means your match was unnecessarily safe and you shouldn't be in the ring to begin with. And that's it. And if you're as a promotion, a major promotion, not booking your main events of your biggest show of the year as a safe match, then what the fuck are you doing? You're endangering people's lives. I fucking hated this match. <laughs> and that's where I'm going to leave it because there's not much else to say. This show, like I said, it was a 100% triple A show. It's not always like this. Uh, but this one in particular, I really, really disliked. I think those two matches, the Marvel and the Herbert's Hair match, really, really brought down everything good that Los Jinetes and that Kenny Omega and that Laredo Kid and that the women, everything they good, they, the, the things they did, they were good. We're all brought down because Pagano and Chessman are shit wrestlers and because Marvel Comics and AAA are terrible bookers. <laughs> and so I, again, I, I don't watch WWE. I don't really watch the, the weekly AW. I do not watch Ring of Honor right now. I do not watch CCWs or a lot of Game Changer wrestling. I don't watch... Uh, Big Japan or CMLL. I this is the show that I watched this year, and then I thought it was the worst thing that I saw this year. Because there's many shows that I have watched, and they're okay. They're just there. Nothing happens. They're completely irrelevant. Uh, like many impact shows, for instance. Like they're not good, but they're also not bad. They're just there, completely lost in, in nothingness. They're irrelevant. But this match actually made me feel ill. I It made me hate it. It gave me feelings, bad feelings. And and I, I think a lot of people would say like they like AAA because of this. Because even if they're bad feelings, they are feelings. And... There's also like the what the fuck am I watching feeling and there's all of that. And there's like watching shows because you want to laugh at them. I don't find that particularly entertaining. I don't want to watch a show to hate it because otherwise I would ju I would just watch WWE. I don't want to watch a show uh, that I'm going to be like, what the fuck am I, I watching? Like I watch DDT and Choco Pro and all those things. And even those shows managed to explain to me why I am watching the things that I am watching and why I should care for the things that I'm watching. And and this like this show in particular, like it just failed to do that. It just like made me disgusted and 
cringe for everything that I saw. Well, I mean, those two matches, really. And so, I mean, if anything, I'll remember the show. Because something like this you don't forget. It's going to be for the wrong reasons, but I will remember the show. And that was it. Oh, uh, <laughs> something else. Uh, I forgot to mention this. It's it's just like nitpicking at this point. Triple uh, A was recording with a drone, and they got like really really awesome shots and angles using the drone. Like you could see like a match happening and like dives and everything, and you would see like the drone circle around and it looked super awesome. But <laughs> they didn't mute the mic on the drone. So the whole show, I kept hearing, bzzz, <laughs> uh, it got to a point where I was just like, I cannot unhear this. It's starting to get really, really annoying. <laughs> but I mean, that's just production. I mean, I'm not going to judge him for production because production is something that everyone fucks up. Like there's there's no company that doesn't that gets production well. But that was AAA, Triple Mania 28. Um it is unfortunate like that some of the matches were canceled but realistically I don't know if it would have been better like I don't know if Triple Mania or Triple A had different plans for the main event if not for the pandemic I want to imagine they would have done something better than Pagano that piece of shit and Chessman that old fuck but I mean we, we work with the things we are given, and this is the match they gave us, and this is the match that I hated. But don't hate me. This is just my opinion. If you loved it, I, I completely understand people loving this. It's just not my cup of tea to see so much blood and weapons and unsafe wrestling in my shows. But that is it for this mini episode. We've talked a lot. I had a lot to say. <laughs> There's so many things that I had to get out of my chest. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, remember to go to Spotify and iTunes and follow, uh, like, subscribe, leave a review, whatever you can. Everything helps. Go to DW Revolution on uh, Twitter, where I will be posting this and many other shows every week. We have a show on Wednesday morning. And, and so go and, and, and listen and follow and we can talk. If, if you completely disagree with my opinions of AAA, call me out. We can talk. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I, I won't. I will listen to you for sure. Because I, 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 I know a lot of people like this stuff. And all, I mean, we all have different tastes. It's, it, it's the nature of the beast. This wrestling is, there's a little bit for everyone. Not everyone likes Choco Pro. Not everyone likes CCW. It's, it's the world we live in. So, um, sure, like drop me a line if you want to talk. And also, you can go to DW Revolution where you can see like the full written description of the show and my thoughts. And also, there, if you want to join our discussion board, you can also um, start a conversation there about this show and tell me why I am a fucking idiot because I didn't like the, the blood and guts. But without further ado, there's no more things to do. Hasta luego. Nos vemos a la vuelta de la esquina. Adiós. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.